Hey everybody, Phil Gonzalez here. Before we get started, I have a little uh, bit here at the beginning that I wanted to do. Uh, I am sure my guest for this week's episode will not mind if I step in and do this real quick. Uh, there was some major stuff going on with the Supreme Court this week, in case you haven't heard, or you don't live in America, I guess, you aren't paying attention to it. So I have a few uh, places you can check out, uh, some resources you can go to, and some places you can donate if you have the chance uh, to help out people who are fighting the good fight and trying to keep their personal autonomy uh, personal. You can go to uh, abortionfunds.org. It's a network of grassroots organizations building power to remove financial, logistical, cultural, and political barriers to abortion access. There's, uh, They are currently accepting donations uh, gladly. Uh, there's Keep Our Clinics at keepourclinics.org. Uh, they are a funding campaign via abortion care for independent abortion providers. Uh, there is the Abortion Care Network at abortioncarenetwork.org. Proud to serve independent abortion care providers and the allies who support them in providing care for people seeking abortion. There is Repro Legal Defense Fund at uh, reprolegaldefensefund.org, a fund supporting people who are investigated, arrested, or prosecuted for self-managed abortion or for helping someone else end their own pregnancy. Uh, there is If When How, Lawyering for Reproductive Justice. Uh, you can go to ifwhenhow.org forward slash give to donate to them. They are transforming the legal landscape so all people can determine if, when, and how to define, create, and sustain their families. Uh, there's the Miscarriage and Abortion Hotline. There are pro-abortion healthcare providers with years of experience in caring for miscarriage and abortion. Uh, you can call or text them at 833 246 26 Three, two. And finally, there's Abortion Squad, online abortion accompaniment collective. Uh, they are located at Reddit at r slash abortion, helping people access accurate information, peer support, and abortion services. Uh, you can donate to them at uh, coffeeko-fi.com forward slash abortion squad. Now, you may be going, what does this have to do with the Berenstain Bears? And I say, nothing. I'm a human being who's been doing this show for over seven years. I get to do whatever the heck I want. But also, you know what? I think the Bears wouldn't mind. Because if we don't come together as a community and support each other, why are we even here? Speaking of which, on with the show. Share your food with hungry people. Provide homeless people with a place to stay. Isaiah 58, 7. Bear Country, a Berenstain Bear cast. I'm your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week, this book is really weird. We got a really weird book. Um, uh, the, the general gist of, I mean, there's so much going on in this book. What happens if you take a, a Cub Club book that was written as essentially just a spook em up, like a general, like, here's a spooky story, and throw on some religion, give it to the least interesting iteration of the of the Bear Scouts, and try to turn it into essentially a, a book that solves homelessness. And you wrap it all together, but you keep the spooky stuff. There's still ghosts and goblins. And you uh, you give it a title that that you wouldn't title it today. Uh, like you would there's so much going on in this book that has that is just it doesn't it, there's just so much going on in this book it's it's a it's a rewrite it's a repurposing it's a religious it's a social 
forward. In any case, I have no idea how to talk about this book. So I brought back one of my favorite guests of all time, who hasn't been on the show in a while. You haven't been on the show in a long while. A long while. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, Welcome back to the show, Alana. Well, thanks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for coming. (laughs) <laughs> we're in the we're in our living room at the hottest day of the year so far yes yeah it's it's broiling outside and uh it's a little warm inside but that's okay because oh uh, i mean in a way we're talking about people who are experiencing the vagaries of the weather a lot more in a lot more harsh way than we are uh but in another way we're not talking about them at all <laughs> because uh this week's book is the berenstain bears help the homeless uh, story and Pictures by Jan and Mike Berenstain. Uh, it is from 2012. It is a Zonder Kids, I Can Read, Level 1 Reader, uh, Good Deeds Scouts, Living Lights book. What year did you say it was? Uh, 2012, I believe. Yeah, 2012. But it's not just a Zonder Kids, I Can Read, Level 1 Reader, Good Deeds Scouts, Living Lights book. It is a repurpose of the Berenstain Bears and the Spooky Old House, which uh, astute listeners might remember as being the uh, the introduction and only appearance at that point of of our favorite character, Raggedy Tom. Uh, it's also a book that acknowledges Bear Country's uh, in the inequality of Bear Country, the fact that this is not a socialist utopia. It is a it is a it is a community where people suffer and uh, and where no one seems to be doing a darn thing about. About it. So, uh, Alana, what is this book about? Can I back up a minute? You, please, please. I just, there's so, so much This going is an on. I can read level one. And in the beginning of the book, it has listed out what all the levels of each level of reading. Oh, mean. yeah. And it starts with my first share reading. And then level one is the first you're supposed to read alone. And then it goes through two, three, and four. And I am guessing that they think that the Bears books go through all four. I spent the last few months helping first graders read. Uh-huh. This is not- <laughs> like I remember when we were having to look for books when Mitzi was first learning to read, and that level one was all over the place. But there's no way this is this is like level three or something. And just so right off the bat, I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, these poor parents. If you're picking it up, thinking, oh my kid can read this book, it's just like sentences and stories, and it has it's not a beginning to book. Yeah, it's. And and the the original one wasn't so it's like they and the original one was possibly a little simpler so I just sort of got stuck on that right off the bat that this is not a it's not a beginning to read book I mean just starting with the fact that there is a quote from Isaiah right up top uh, uh, yeah it, that that is that is written in a syntax that might be complicated for a for a beginning reader to even understand uh, is is your first tip off that this I never understood the the demarcation uh, of of reading levels in these books. I remember a librarian told us there's no standard everyone right. just does whatever they want but it just feels like they were slapping so it's a Zonderkid book it's an I can read book it's a good deed scouts book I think there might have been something else they're just like, living lights living there you go they're just branding this thing all over the place and it doesn't mean like kind of scattershot yes uh and it's it's also a, a spooky Halloween book <laughs> once yes. upon a time <laughs> So for those of you who don't remember, Spooky Old House was about the bear family inexplicably inheriting a house from a dead bear who was not related to them. Having to spend the night in it, thinking it's haunted, but actually finding out there's a squatter living there, redesigning it into a country club where the squatter gets to work. A, a bear cub. I thought the same thing, but I think it's actually not a country club. What does it say? It's Welcome to the Bear Country Cub Club. Club. Oh, huh. Yeah, because I, I thought the same thing. I was like, you made it into a country, country club? club? But then I thought, oh, it was a cub club? They're never really clear on that. I don't, I mean, you don't 
none of those concepts show up ever no, again. No, this right? is Raggedy Tom. This was his only appearance. Remember, there's... Yeah, that was 1993. No, not just Raggedy Tom, but the whole Country Cub uh, Club. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember if that does show back up. Well, it, you would have covered it by now. Some things on the there's there's all kinds of things on the top of Spook Hill throughout the history of Bear Country. Uh, I just think of, I always thought it was telling that there was a man who was known to be raggedy, raggedy. who lived in there enough so that that he had a name. Like oh that's that's the guy with no home. And his clothes he has like rips in his right. Clothes. He's dressed like yes. a cartoon of a person who doesn't have any place. Um. So in any case. That's the plot of Spooky Old House. And I guess when they were like, well, we've got these old Cub Club books we're not doing anything with. But they re- rewrote the whole oh, thing. Oh, and that's not, the original one is not a Cub Club. It's just the family. Well, this is, it was called a Cub Club book. Well, I don't know why. Because the Cub because Clubs didn't. the Cub Club was a book club you joined and they sent you a Berenstain oh, Bears Oh, it's yeah. not about the good It's deed. not about the Cubs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. So it wasn't even a Cub Club. Even though in the very end, I guess. It ends with the Cub Club. There is a Cub Club. The Bear Country cub club which is not a house where you go to read these books it is a cub club for cubs what is that i we don't know we don't learn they just fix it up into the bear country cub club but they yeah you're right they don't right they don't say what that is no but tom has a room of his own yes he's still called raggedy tom at the end in any case we already covered spooky old house it's not spooky anymore what is this book about so one way to read it would be that the good deed scouts Mm -hmm. take on a oddly responsible project of (laughs) major construction to take a vacant house and turn it into a homeless shelter yeah which maybe makes sense maybe doesn't make so much sense but it's one way to look at it another way to look at it is they literally took like half the pictures and words from the spooky old house book and said that the building that's going to become the homeless shelter is the spooky old house and that the Mm -hmm. kids and when you it's like this mashup yes that barely makes sense yes it doesn't make sense (laughs) at all so here the widow who in the other book has died and left the house to them now the widow walks up to the good deed scouts who were trying to think of a good deed to do they're trying to think of a good deed to do and says hello scouts i have a good deed for you a good deed, a good deed, which is something usually something like, will you help this person paint their fence? Right. Will you pick up litter in this local park? Right. This, right. this good deed is... I have a house that's falling apart, and I would like to make it into a shelter, a home for the homeless. Mm-hmm. And that's not the worst... I mean, it's not the most current language we'd use, but it's not the worst. Right. And will you scouts fix it up? Yes, we will, say the scouts. Here is the key. Yep. You can start tonight. And for some reason, four unsupervised elementary school-aged cubs... Between the ages of like six and nine... ...are going alone to a house at night to do major construction that for some reason can only be accomplished after dark. Now, it makes sense that they would do this. And the reason that it makes sense they would do this is because that's when the Bear family (laughs) originally went to the spooky old house. Right. In this... So I want to I want to point out that this book uses almost the exact same layout of the original, but they're new drawings. They're entirely new drawings. Right, because they had instead of the uh, the original one, it's Mama, Papa, Sister, Brother. This right. time it's Sister, Brother, Fred, and Lizzie. There's only like two shots that are just Mike redrawing, them. but the rest is it. But it's the same layout. He was like, okay, and I I I, I want to join your confusion because they didn't have to go at night. It doesn't make any sense. When was the last time that you intentionally took on a construction project at night? But what I'm saying is Mike could have been like, okay, in the spooky old house, they go at night. I'll simply draw the sky different. Oh, I see. 
It does, I don't have to draw well, it. It dark. seems like he was really invested in making it spooky because there's all this. I'm scared there might be goblins in there and mm-hmm. bats, and, but. I don't understand why, except for wanting to reuse the other book. Maybe it's that he wanted to reuse the other book, but thought, how do I make this religious? That's what's... Okay, so Widow McBear, who, like you said, is dead in the Cub Club continuity, but is very much alive in this version. Yes. Uh, And it's weird that she's called Widow McBear, because why does that matter? Why don't they just call her Ms. McBear? Like... Oh, she's yeah. like the whole point of Widow McBear leaving them the spooky house was she, well, she was the spooky old woman who lived up on the hill. Like this is just some lady who shows up and they're like, oh, it's that widow. Here comes that woman whose husband died. I wonder what she has for us. Yeah, she tells them to take care. They're scared. There's monsters. I do love the picture of the of the monster, though. There's a great there's some great drawings of goblins and ghosts. I do enjoy that. But then Fred wasn't scared because mm-hmm. he knows the Bible says to rescue the weak and needy. Rescue the weak and the needy, says Fred. And I, I want to point out that this is from Proverbs. Rescue the weak and needy is from Proverbs. It's also from, Pro- there's this point in Pro- one of the Proverbs, I can't remember which one it was, I have it upstairs, but it's from the part of Proverbs where it's literally God yelling at the other gods because there's other gods in these books. He's at the council of the gods and God is like, you're not, you're not being good gods. You need to do all this other stuff. And he's like, one of the things he's like, he's like you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to rescue the weak and the needy. All you guys are doing is sitting around and getting people to worship you and do all this stuff. And so, again, it's a good point, Fred, as brother says, but also out of context. Not like that's not what the proverb was about. But also, it's not up to children to rescue the weak and the needy. Well, the whole rescue right. as a verb. Yes. Right. So. This book is also, so the, the idea is that they're going to go fix up a, a dilapidated house, which doesn't even have a set of stairs that goes all the way up to the house. They're going to go fix up this house by themselves, little ki- little children, little barely out of their, out of the short pants. And that will do, I guess, help bear, bear. Well, towns. if it really became a shelter. If it became a shelter. Yeah. First of all, and the, what, what I wanted to ask you is the terminology they use. Again, we don't tend to say the homeless Mm-mm, anymore. No. That's not a, that's no. in 2012. Yeah, it was a little different. evolved. Yeah. What do we say now? So sometimes people say people experiencing homelessness. Sometimes mm-hmm. people say unhoused people. Okay. Uh, is that the same thing? Is that, are those fairly interchangeable I think so. terms? Is there I think a reason so. you would use one over the other? Well, so the idea of saying people experiencing homelessness is that this is a temporary condition for this human being right. that anyone could experience. And it's, you know, I am experiencing a heat wave, but I won't hopefully next week. You right. know what I mean? Like not to treat it like it's the person's characteristic of their own being. Yeah. And the unhoused, I don't know as much about that terminology. I've... um I've heard things, you know, like our unhoused neighbors. So it's a way that you can use a different, you know, our neighbors experiencing homelessness. Like it's it's a little uh, right. more concise, I think. But I, I think they're used pretty interchangeably. But certainly at the time this book was written. Yeah, no. Yeah, because as we know, terms change. Yeah, like we don't say the elderly anymore. Or you know, Widow like, McBear. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, it's interesting. The, the, don't worry, this has a point. But when I was a child... Uh, there was this episode of Alf, which I don't know if you're familiar with. It's about a whatever you don't need to a ghoul who lived with a family. He was a puppet. Uh, he was a monster who lived with a family. Anyways, there was an episode of Alf where the, the the mom and the family had a nightmare that Alf became president of the United States. But the nightmare became a dream because Alf ended up solving all the problems in the United States using his like Alf charm and and stick to itiveness. And the way he solved the homeless crisis was he said, "Well, I realize that people are homeless because they don't have jobs." So I just gave them all jobs building home. And now they all have places to live. And as a child, 
watching this show. You were like, perfect. I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> I can't believe that. Why don't we do that? And the reason I bring that up is because this book is written kind of at that level. Like, if we just turned this house into a home, then homeless Tom would have a place to live. And I'm like, well, it's not really addressing why there's a man living in the dilapidated mansion on top of Spook Hill. Well, in the first I don't place. know how much you want to like walk through the book in order, but at the end they say all the homeless bears of bear country lived there. So I'm like, yeah. all of them? How many are there? Right. Like, what is going on? In, you know, like, and Raggedy Tom it has become, I He's forget not what they named old him. Tom. Old Tom. <laughs> Who doesn't look oh, that old? He looks, <laughs> he looks about as old I mean, as. I appreciate that they stopped with the Raggedy, but. He's, That's now almost worse in the sense that you're just saying any any old bear, Mike. Right, because we know that Bear Town has a senior home. We know that they have a retirement home. We've been the the, the Cubs have helped out there. They read to the seniors. Uh, I, I I guess the old Tom was just. For, again, it's not a socialist utopia. It is. No, but also I think maybe what you were saying is sort of like they're not addressing like what leads to these sorts of inequities. Why are some bears experiencing homelessness and others are not? Like they don't get into any of that. Which I wouldn't expect in a level one no. reader about the okay. good deeds. It's scouts. not a level one reader, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it is funny that the book is called oh, They Help the Homeless. Right. But not, I would have figured like, hey, do you kids want to? There's a soup kitchen this weekend. Yeah. Do you want to get? And they be and they could be like, oh, that sounds weird. But right. Then, like Fred's like, you gotta, you gotta be the good guy. And they go and they help, and they're like, oh, these are our, these are our neighbors. These are people like we didn't even realize this person had help. But that's not what they do. They go to undergo a major construction project in a haunted house. Um, with Fred taking the position of, I believe, mama. mama. Yeah. yeah, you're right. The voice of reason. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you guys, you don't need to be worried. Right. <laughs> And they don't. I right. mean, I except insofar as they are little children walking into a falling down house. With power tools. Where someone is living. Well, I mean, I actually think that, well, actually, I guess looking at it, not power tools, but the the type of work they're doing, the real scary part is that they should not be doing that construction work alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it is interesting that, like, again, they replicate the layout completely whoops i turned the page like the layout is the same like the way they do the creaking floor the rattling doorknob uh the yeah the squeaking door like the with eyes all the... of the bat yeah it's it's wild that they were just like this is perfect let's keep this well I, that part makes sense to me in that if you didn't think that why are you redoing this book like right. it seems clear that they made the choice like we're going to redo this book but add social virtues to it so how do we do that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i don't I don't understand why. Right. I guess that's the real question. Um, like, why were you adding social virtues to the spooky old at, house bug? At least in the spook in this version of it, they don't have candles. They actually brought flashlights. But uh, other than that, it's it's pretty much the thing. They they run into Raggedy Tom or Old Tom, I guess. Yeah. And they're like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> He's like, "Oh, and they all, of course, they all know him. It's old Tom. Mm -hmm. We see him around town. Hello, Tom. We're the Good Deed Scouts. Are fixing up this house. Will you help?" And old Tom was happy to help. And that's like old Tom doesn't actually ever talk in this book. No, he certainly does not. Yeah, but he sure does help them saw hammer. A Which is good because he's the only adult present. So one of the okay. So there's a saw. There's two sawhorses with a board laying across. One of the cubs is sawing the end off the board, while old Tom is hammering a nail 
into the board. But and attaching it to either the sawhorse or nothing. Or nothing. Which leads me to believe they were just looking for these kids to have something to do while they someone else actually rebuilt this house. Because the only other things you see them doing is painting the guttering and washing the windows. During the day, I might add. So it looks like yeah. the cubs were just sent to the house to flush out the bats and the squatters. I guess. And I mean, this house looks like it's in rough shape when they first show it to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a haunted house. Like, Widow McBear, what is up? Right. Because when you see her, she's wearing pearls. She sure is. She's wearing a pearl necklace and pearl earrings and a very classy pant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And a matching bear suit, like suit jacket with skirt. Yes, this is a professional woman. Yeah, so she somehow has this house that she's let go into horrible disrepair and wants to offload for tax purposes. I guess, yeah. Uh, like I'm just thinking like to take a that part of it actually, having worked in multiple nonprofits, sort of resonated to me that people are like, hey, (laughs) I got this thing I don't want to deal with. I couldn't you do an enormous amount of work and then it could help someone? So Assuming that Widow McBear, yeah, she has this house that's falling it falling into disrepair. It's, like she doesn't live there; she lives somewhere else. Goodness, no! No one can live there except for old, old Tom. Tom and a lot of bats. She wants to get it fixed up. She knows the Good Deed Scouts will do anything. I don't believe these kids could actually get this house into living livable condition. Like not only get it into livable condition, but also divide it up into living spaces for different people. So an actual shelter is well, I mean of course there's tons of regulations you'd have to follow, but it's mm. I mean it's like large well, I don't know. I guess this would be a different one than the one in, like, say, downtown Minneapolis. But it's, like, large spaces that are not subdivided into right. privacy, necessarily. This looks more like a group home that yeah, they Yeah, kind have. of. It's called, it made yeah. me think about, do you remember it was the day after Christmas, right before the pandemic, that this hotel burned down in Minneapolis that turned out to actually, like, I think hotel and I think, like, Hilton, but it was actually, like, single room occupancy yeah. people who were, like, just this side of not having a home. And um, and so I worked for the county, and so, like, I got called up at, like, 10 at night to, like, that. go down to someplace, and we all found housing and stuff. And so this seemed more like that. Like, yeah. it would have people having individual spaces, but I guess not permanent to live. Like, normal shelters, you get kicked out of in the morning. Mm-hmm. You're only allowed to stay there to sleep. Like, it doesn't work like a group home it's not a place you live so this i guess this i don't understand i mean obviously it, it doesn't seem like he really did like any sort of research on right they, best practices for you yeah, know this, this doesn't look like they've torn down all the walls on the inside and just turned it well into i mean like, i guess i guess what i'm saying is i don't even understand what this is supposed to be and i don't think they'd know either <laughs> right because they literally it's just the spooky old house done up with yellow paint and a sign in front of it. It is now the Spook Hill Homeless Shelter. It is still surrounded by bats, by the way. It is. Even in the original book, the bats were gone. Like, if you look at the original illustration, there's no bats. And Widow McBear asks old Tom to stay and take care of it. That Like, you'd need a professional, like, full-time, like, paid caretaker experience well not just caretaker like like that's what i'm saying like you'd need someone to be like like people get their stuff so like there's a lot that goes on in places like this it's not just like we've got a caretaker in the basement how long would you say it would take to actually fix up a house like this well i guess what i'm saying is it's not even the construction it's like no what i'm saying is in all the time it took them to fix up this house and get it ready and open they still haven't and even though Old Tom has helped them do this. He is still wearing the same clothes he was wearing when they found him in the house. Well, that's the only way you know he's old Tom. Like, I would expect to give him a a new jacket or something. Like, he's still in... Well, is he getting paid for his labor? 
I mean, it's a nonprofit, so probably not. It's probably a volunteer opportunity, as they as they say. Um, yeah, the bats stay too. They live up in the attic. So I guess they're trying to talk about, you know, bats need homes. Maybe that's why they kept that there. Maybe that's what bats they... are not, you know, evil. Bats they're are not. But there were no mosquitoes on Spook Hill. There's no mosquitoes on Spook Hill. However, I am quite certain that old Tom was immediately given a series of rabies injections because if <laughs> he's you living were, with hundreds of bats. you're living with hundreds of bats and as they say a bat if you're, if you were involved in close proximity with a bat you are supposed to get rabies shots because a bat can bite you and you don't even know it and bats don't show signs of rabies that's why they're so dangerous because they don't die from rabies they just carry it so Old Tom is probably running a risk. I don't know. They're running the risk letting the bats continue to live in the house. Uh, we don't see any of the other bears who supposedly right. live right. in, in right. the spooky right. homeless They are nameless. Um, we do, however, see the cubs be thanked for fixing the house and say, uh, thank you for giving us a good deed to do. Uh, and Fred points out that the Bible says, learn to do right, seek justice, and defend the oppressed. I like that quote. It's a great quote. Yeah. It's also from Isaiah. Mm. Uh, I believe he's admonishing someone else, yelling at people for not doing the right thing. I like that better than the rescue quote. Mm-hmm. Defend the oppressed. Well, and learn to do right, seek mm-hmm. justice. Like yeah. those are ongoing things that you need to do in your life forever. You don't like to learn it, check, done. Like, right. I like that, seek justice. And I will say that in the Berenstain, in the Zonder Kids books, there is a tendency to focus when you when they throw Bible stuff in there. It tends to focus on like, be a good person, treat other people kindly, do the right thing in your in your community. And these are more systemic and quotes well just in general though like you don't see a whole lot of things there's nothing in there just like worship god like it's it's very much like the bible tells you to be a good person the bible tells you and it it is mostly stuff there's not a lot of stuff from like i mean there's there's plenty of stuff from the gospels in the book of acts and jesus stuff but it rarely talks about jesus it's mostly stuff from like proverbs the prophets uh uh uh, and 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 stuff that's more just sort of generally ap- applicable to social movement. I think because Mike is a, a, a he gets painted very a, a, in popular culture. People are like, oh, the Bears are like these conservative Christian books. But it's like Mike's not really that way. He's he's not trying to convert people. He's just saying, look, if you're going to be religious, use your religion to do some good in the um, like rebuild a haunted house well and one thing i'll say is while it is bizarrely unrealistic that they would have taken on this um undertaking but on the other hand it is more lasting than you know serving a meal Mm -hmm. for one day and then you go away and you know right what did you do what impact does it have right so in that sense you know it's it's very concrete Mm -hmm. like how they how they made an impact i would like to see some like it's just sort of taken as as an unquestionable condition that there are bears who do not have homes in their yes. community yes. multiple bears we don't know how many but enough to fill up a house I, it seems like that that part's a little weird but if you i mean if you live in any major i here there was an office at one point that had a it was called the office to end homelessness and i remember I believe they started in 2006 with the 10-year goal of eliminating homelessness yeah. in the county. And they did not achieve that goal nope. in 10 years. And I don't think it was a bad goal to have. But, you know, I think maybe, maybe this is a way of saying, like, yeah, this is a thing that is a social condition. But yeah. I don't know. I just feel a little weird about how Tom has no voice in the sense that he does not speak. <laughs> 
I think the reason it rubs me in a weird way, and also it's ultimately a, 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 you know, it's a very simple book for children to have read to them based on a book that was in a line of Berenstain Bears books that were always a little fantastical and weird. The Cub Club books were a little wackier, a little stranger. Uh, But the reason it rubs me a little wrong is because even though I would not expect a book like this to get really into the sociological like reasoning behind uh, like any of these issues, uh, it does inadvertently support the idea that the reason people don't have home is simply because there's just not enough home, which was that ALF thing, which is like, oh, the reason people don't have- I mean, lack of affordable housing Lack of affordable housing. But this is that idea that like, well, if you build a home, like that's that now they have a place to live and sleep. Like, and I get that that's important that people have a place to live and sleep, but- as a child and up through young adulthood, that was kind of as far as popular culture ever went is, you know, there, there's no, there's no, there's certainly not addressing the fact that there is a millionaire who lives on one of the right, other hills, right, right. who is in cahoots with the mayor, who's constantly like cheating the other bears out of their money. Like one thing that's interesting is they do address that at first they're scared mm-hmm. of, you know, what are the, there's. There is a a lot of eyes, lots of little eyes and one pair of big eyes that they can see in the house looking out of the window. And it turns out the little eyes are bats and the big eyes are old Tom. And so one thing I think it does do is when it shows Tom hammering side by side with one of the bears who is, Mm -hmm. you know, sawing, it does get away from like, you know, those people are different from you and they're scary. And like, so that I think it does really well. And you're right. I mean, it's a short book. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a weird repurpose. Yeah, it really is. I kind of don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you were just like, hey, I, well, I guess the way you've explained it, if I'm remembering right, is that if there was a period of time where the Living Light Zonder Kids was like kind of the main avenue for some books to kind of be revitalized. Yes. So it's possible that this was all Mike Berenstain, right? Uh, Mike and Jan. This oh, okay. One. This one's my So game. it's possible that one of them were like, you know, I really liked this other book and I wish we could do something with it. And then you're like, how do we make it religious? What do we do? And yeah. then, you, know, you got to do some sort of overlay that is going to be a, a kind of a tricky fit. I, I still find it funny because it doesn't re- reuse. A lot of times the Cub Club books will be reused in the, as a religious book because Mike was like, well, we have all these assets. We have this right. story. And we, I'll, right. I'll just throw in a few Bible verses. This is a complete rewrite and almost complete re-illustration. So That's true. It was a lot of work. Yeah. yeah it's already a lot of work. So I just I find it funny that, it, that they stuck so close to it when you had to redo the whole thing. Anyway, I don't know. It's kind of like... Yeah. When you see there's these videos you can see where like Disney reuses a lot of its animation, especially in the 70s and stuff. They just retraced a lot of the old cartoons. So the dance from Snow White is also the dance in uh, Robin Hood and et cetera, et cetera. Because and when you talk to the animators later on, they were like, that was actually more work than if we had just reillustrated the entire scene because we had to like trace stuff, but redraw it. And I find that I'm like, wasn't this more work to repurpose? I don't know. I, I would have to ask Mike and just see like what are your i don't even know if he remembers this book it was it was a level one reader for zonder kids 10 years ago i'm almost more interested in who decided what was there a level two what does the level two book look like yeah i don't i mean yeah like because because it's the the step into reading books i I think this was a step into reading i don't remember if that was the actual uh uh title of the reading but they would obviously have had their own editor their own like people in charge no it's i can read sorry it's the i can read series who knows like that yeah that is a fascinating like who decides like yeah, is like it- they're short sentences mostly but they use a lot of different words 
Yeah, they don't use contractions. That was always my thing with the earlier ones. They don't use contractions. They will not say it's. They will say it is. Uh-huh. No one lives there. It is run down. <laughs> you, you, to, to say the least, Widow McBear. Defend the oppressed is not a level one step into reading sentence. <laughs> that is true. In general, the Bible isn't very level <laughs> right. one when it comes to reading. Uh, it's a strange book. It is. I was delighted, though, when I was going through books looking for looking for the next book to cover. This was a few weeks back. And I started reading this one. And I was like, I got a few pages in. And I was like, this is seeming really weirdly familiar. And then I got to them finding old Tom and was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Because the original book, The Discovery of Old Tom, is one of my favorite pictures uh, that I've ever seen in a Berenstain Bears book because they draw old Tom looking as terrified and terrifying as possible. Like, it's he's making this face that just looks like like i've seen i've seen some stuff my friend and the new drawing of him is also really weird he's making a very strange face for a bear like he's just communing with the bats at this point uh this is really showing me the difference between a a a phone or kindle version and the physical copy like the colors are so much more beautiful in the physical book oh on the page yeah, like I always thought, oh, especially for these little kids' books that you might read a couple times and then they're littering your house. You know, like maybe an ebook makes a ton of sense, but it's way more engaging. Like if I was going to be reading this with a kid, mm. way more engaging on a physical book. Also a lot easier if it really was a kid. I still don't think. But if it was a kid trying to read it themselves, right. would work, I think, better. The benefits of the Kindle, of course, is that if a child is having trouble with the words, they can just touch them and it'll read the word for them. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, plus these books are, are the way that they do the layouts nicely. So you get the full spread, but it also means you get less space for each page. Uh, so the words are a lot smaller. Um, and I've, I've always said that I love the way the Cub Club books look. The colors are bright. The I never lines... realized that the club was not the kids. I thought no. it was the Cubs. <laughs> It is not. It is cubs as All in your human child being Yes, a cub. now I understand. I did not until just now. Whoosh went the many, many bats as they flew out the open door. Uh, yeah, and that, so that is uh, the Berenstain Bears uh, help the homeless. Did you have any other notes, any other thoughts on this book that, that we failed to touch on before we, before we call it a day? Not a lot. There's, <laughs> I, I just, when I saw the title, I was like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And then when I read it, I was just like, huh? <laughs> did they <laughs> it's not it's not a bad book it's right. just a little baffling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 it would be like if they took spook the berenstain bears and the spooky old tree and like turned it into like the berenstain bears and I, I don't i can't even think of a of a social problem they haven't addressed the berenstain bears uh uh bust up a sweatshop i don't know <laughs> like it, you're like wait how does this fit into and you're like oh i guess i can see how they like hammered this one into shape but yeah like yeah even from the cover like i was like is this a habitat house like it does yeah so the cover actually shows them working on the house including i guess old tom but with totally different clothes that don't have any rips yeah and totally different illustration style if you look at the way yeah. the bears are drawn on the inside yeah the cover was done by a different illustrator um yeah, yeah. you actually see them like building stairs i do and- like that so in the cover it says homeless shelter on the building like just in bright yellow a bright yellow sign like that part of it i do think is cool like it's a it's a pride you know like a, it, it mm-hmm. occupies a place of pride in the well spooky hill or whatever but <laughs> but but it's it's not like 
often shelters are in parts of the city you don't go into very often or where there's like land that no one else wanted you know like so in this sense i like that you're right that and it's, it's a like beautiful part building. of our community mm-hmm. it's yeah it's not built into a tree strangely it's certainly enough. not industrial looking like you know like it, it is look not like a, yeah um but yeah i would say that the what they what they show on the cover you're right it looks more like it actually looks more like they're just sort of helping fix up the homeless shelter. I really thought it was going to be a habitat build. Yeah. And then I got confused really fast. Right. Uh, uh, and this is, of course, the part where I point out that the Good Deeds Scouts are not actually an organization. We don't know where they came from. Uh, I think it's just something that brother and sister and Lizzie and Fred made Also, up they wear these uniforms, which I think is cute, but I can't tell them apart. Right. It's so impossible. I don't know who's it, who the whole time. doesn't matter because Fred is the only one with an individual personality. And That's his personality true. is, quotes the Bible. But I do like that sister and Lizzie, I guess, if we knew who was who, are doing as much construction work as... Well, sister's hat has a pink bow on top. Lizzie's oh. has a yellow bow on top. Oh, I see that now. Yes. Oh, that's... That's how you can tell. Remember, the bears all look exactly the same. They do look exactly the same. So, yeah. So, that's it. That's... They they, they go and they build a new house for the for the homeless Tom, for Raggedy Tom, for old Tom. Uh, but that's the Berenstain Bears help the homeless. They did it. Congratulations. And thanks for being back on the show. Thanks for helping the podcast. <laughs> My pleasure. Yeah. Um, it's actually not as hot in here as it was before. Maybe it's the, the cool breeze of conversation. Of, of conversation. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask where our uh, listeners could find you, I guess, just working at work, working on working on helping, <laughs> LinkedIn, helping the county. Yeah. <laughs> it's on LinkedIn. Uh, but uh, but for if you're looking for this show, you found it. But also we're at BerenstainBearCast.org. We are on Twitter at BeStainBearCast. Uh, you can listen to my other show, uh, It's Del Toro Time, that I do with my older daughter, Willow. And one day, Pizza Toast, maybe you'll come back. I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's a maybe? It's a, I mean, We just haven't talked. So it's just hard to... It's very warm out. <laughs> and at that point, it's just hard to talk about things. So uh, we'll figure it out. But just keep, keep listening. Uh, tell your friends... There's so many episodes of this show. You could listen to it for days. Uh, and uh, otherwise, otherwise, I will see you all next time uh, deep in bear country. Thought I'd do it differently that time. Bye. <laughs> I was waiting to see if you'd say anything. <laughs>